And just like that, we are back in 2022. Happy New Year's, fellas. It's uh, episode 74 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. We're going to have Ben, Jameson, Mark. Hey. What's happening, fellas? No Carl. Carl. His bottom's hurting. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're giving him the night off. So... uh, How's everybody doing? Good. Doing good. No complaints. Busy, busy. Ben has already uh, gotten into the all hands. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, are you, what are you having, Ben? I'm having the raspberry lemonade vodka soda from all hands. And honestly, like, I've never been a big vodka guy, mm. but I could, I could get drunk off this, to be fair. Like, it goes down pretty easy. It's really good. I love raspberries. I love lemonade. It's like a perfect blend. You can taste everything, but not one thing's overpowering the other. Nice. You can taste the vodka. You can taste cocktail. It's it's nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying right. it quite a bit. Mark, your position uh, directly across the table from Ben, mm-hmm. when he gets to the bottom, that's when the questions start, <laughs> oh, okay? Because yeah. we know he's got yeah. two drinks in him at that point. It's either that or he's an start book. telling a story. And he falls asleep. Yeah. No, we're doing this. In, <laughs> One of uh, two things. This is a very good hour for me to be podcasting. <laughs> One of two things is going to happen. Ben's yeah. going to like really let go of some truths <laughs> that he didn't intend to, or Ben's going to be on the couch during the first. Break. No. See, here's the deal. The I know my limits. I've always been a two drink. If it's a wild night, I mean, flat out wild, I might have three beers. I mean, you do have a V neck on tonight too. Yeah. You're living life on the edge. Pretty much, I'm here to party. That's the brown chicken, brown cow. The um, I I am here to party. (laughs) Farmer Ben, (laughs) Farmer Ben, Farmer Ben life. A little bit of homesteading going on. Yeah, congrats. So it hasn't started steading the home yet, but we're working toward it. That's all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I guess the proper place to start off uh, is. Did everyone have a festive and uh, good Christmas and New Year? I did because we didn't travel anywhere. Nice. So it was nice just to kind of hang out. Kind of chill out and mm-hmm. cool your jets a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Still didn't do like the big Christmas where you buy all the toys and, you know, she got a couple things. Right. But we did into that. We did quite a bit of Christmas gift giving this mm-hmm. year um but um that was you know mainly driven we haven't done one at home right. in a few years so um we we definitely exchanged um mm-hmm. some some cool gifts you know why it was the biggest beneficiary of stuff yep. and uh you know i got some cool stuff one of the cool things i got is uh the blackstone Oh, you got a griddle? Griddle. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Nice. So I still had to put it together. Okay. Um, Hibache Larry. Uh-huh. A.K.A. <laughs> Stir fry coming at you. Ben is going to be mm-hmm. assisting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Larry, you got to supervise. Yes. Every every work job needs a supervise. Yeah. Yes. Then. Uh, Honestly, too, though, like when I built mine, I did it by myself. And when I lifted up that cast iron griddle piece and i've got the one that's a little smaller than yours i was like you felt the hernia kick out no but i was like this would have been smarter with two people for (laughs) sure well i'm looking forward to it because it's like uh, it's it's like you know 
moving to New Smyrna where I'm used to fishing yeah. the lagoon mm-hmm. with no tide. Now I'm living, you know, if I want to fish out the backyard now, it's a tide area. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I've been doing the Traeger for so mm-hmm. long. Now I've got like a new it's cooking a new, yeah. tool to yeah. uh, experiment yeah. with. I got the same thing. Not the griddle, but the... I got... A new Dutch oven. Oh, cool. New cast iron casserole pan. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I ended up receiving something similar. Uh, it's another new venture. Um, I got a very portable uh, charcoal grill. One of the really nice ones. Uh, it's called a Nomad Grill out of a, a group out of Texas. And mm. uh, it's definitely a, a different space to be in, being a propane predominantly guy. Right. I'm still on the... Do you have to get, like, like special charcoal? Like, you know, is it like... Is it like a green egg situation? No, I mean, they sell special charcoal, but it's the same as every other charcoal. Okay, they the say standard you charcoal. They use theirs, but right. you could use whatever you want. And they, they claim it's a griddle or grill and a smoker. So I've, I've looked up some guys online will put, you know, fresh uh, dry wood on top of it and... Mm-hmm. and it's a big indirect. compartment, and yeah. so you're indirect heating, and you can play with airflow and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Digging it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think uh, probably the big thing that we need to throw this podcast in reverse and get back to is before we all split up and went our Merry Christmas ways... We did a little camping adventure. We did. Well, some of us, some of us did some <laughs> day trip, <laughs> day tripping. Others yeah. did some camping. Mm-hmm. But we all got together. That's right. Along the shores of uh, Montezuma, one of uh, two rivers that that uh, from its headwaters to its uh, tailwaters till it now till it goes to the sea are north flowing rivers in North America. Mm. Mm-hmm. If everything else ultimately drains to the south. These, this is one of two that drains to the north. Um, so uh, I had an absolute stellar time on our camping trip. Um, and it was uh, by far the most interesting <laughs> trip in so far as... Uh, you know, we had people coming and going, you know, mm-hmm. coming in via skiff, right. All right. com- coming in via float planes, coming in via horse, coming in yeah. via um, uh, ATV, yeah. UTV, Whatever. Yeah. yeah, UTV, it, side by side. There you side go. It side. was yeah. one of those things where everyone's like, what are we doing? It's like, just show up, wrong what you brung. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, okay, cool. Yeah, I got a horse. Let me go grab that. I'll, I'll swing out there. Yeah. So... If um, you've ever been privy to waking up, stoking the campfire from the coals from the night before, and having coffee delivered via horseback, um, it's it's a nice way to wake up and start the day. Mm. So uh, cheers, cheers for that. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a super a much fun needed- trip break yeah from the world and i mean you know for for where we went we really weren't we weren't we were not off the beaten path no um (laughs) but it really felt like we were Mm -hmm. yep and um you know we did what you guys did a little bit of fishing oh team whiskey hours team whiskey ziggler 
definitely came out on top with the fish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> with a whole three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All under the weight limit of a quarter Six of a ounces. pound. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a really good time doing yeah. it. Yeah, super fun. I'm looking forward to I should have just let the dog just pee and poop in my house. Just let him, like, whatever. I'll clean it, it up. It would have been the home. cost of going camping. It's what I'd let the kids yeah. do when Susan would go out. It's it just like, for her to I couldn't up. get someone to watch the dog, so I was, like, coming and going. And, I, like, it, I should have just been, like, whatever. Well, it's left him a big bunch of food and dealt right. with it. I can tell you it worked out really well for me because mm-hmm. uh, I I was kind of planning a surprise to come and see everybody, oh, I see. and so I didn't I didn't want to let the whole crew in that I had actually gotten the chance to take the work off, um, and so having you there to sort of guide the path and know where you were going was mm-hmm. helpful. Even though I almost lost the guinea in your wake, but I think we, I saw you almost dump it. Didn't I send you a pin? You might have. You're yeah. talking about like navigating the yeah. the river yeah. channel. It's always to fun to just run with somebody else. Oh, absolutely. To, to follow. Absolutely. I, I, I'm sure I would have found it by myself. Right. It was I will, cool. The first night when I took off, and it was like the moon was coming. It was a pretty big moon, but moon was coming up. It got dark. It got dark right as I got to the mouth. I was of thinking the river. when you left, I was like, man, I would have left 30 minutes before I, Ben. Ever, like I just. Because by the time we got there and set up, like it was, everyone was just relaxing and getting in the groove. And I was hanging. Out, I looked down. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm out of daylight." I was like, "Fellas, see you later." And I was motoring back, going, "I, I overstayed my welcome about 20 minutes at least." Yeah, but it was cool because the moon was so high, like you couldn't see where the river was, and then you'd kind of around the corner, and the moon would reflect off the top, and you just it was like following like a lit ice rink. All the way around, and, and how how good. cool was it to have Andrew in the house? So fun, so fun. So I don't know if you guys have seen that video clip yet. When we were running back after dinner. Oh yeah, 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 man. Yeah, he not just the video clips that he's done, just like the images, the videos. Um, I mean. He's got fucking mad talent. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. You know. Our our little boy is growing up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, it's a gift when he shows up in town because you know you're going to, like, no matter how fucking stupid you look, you're going to look cool. You're going to look cool doing it. You're going to look cool being stupid. So, um, so we did that trip. Um, and that, that trip, is kind of uh, was to uh, knock the dust off, yep. yeah. um, put the feelers out, kind of get say, okay, this is how much stuff I took on this trip. Did I use everything? Did I need everything that I brought? Because I think the next one we'll do will be here in the lagoon. Mm. Um, I'm thinking February ish, mm-hmm. uh, first half of February, something like that. Perfect. Um, maybe even thinking about doing it on um, Valentine's Day weekend to see who the real men are at the table that can fucking pull that off. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like somebody's already out. Yep. No. You said well really On our camping trip, it was our anniversary. Oh, I was going to say, Mark's not the one who's out. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) Well. Like, I'll be there. Okay. (laughs) Ben. You look a little, little sweaty on the brow. <laughs> it's it's the vodka, man. It's I'm just you know, it's 
got me a little squirrel. No. Um, as far as I know, I I think we talked that we. I told her I said I don't want to go out for Valentine's Day. I was like, that's a terrible day to go out. Um, I think it's on Valentine's Day is on a Monday too, or something like that. Okay, right. So but then my birthday is on a Tuesday. Uh, oh, are you the fifteenth? I'm the fifteenth. Okay, so we're gonna go out and celebrate exactly your birthday. Your birthday. The three L. It's the only thing you want. Dirty for your thirty. Birthday. Dirty thirty. Um, you know what we could do um, would be plan to go out Friday afternoon. Okay. Get camp set up Friday afternoon. Go to JB's Friday evening. Mm-hmm. Eat our dinner because it's you know it's the short night. You know, so yeah. get get camp set up. Go to JB's. We'll probably cook in camp on Saturday, break camp on Sunday. Yeah. You've got Valentine's yeah. and then um, your birthday, but we could celebrate it. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. I'm down for it. I wonder if it's still difficult to get um, cargo van rentals with, uh, weren't, weren't you saying like U-Hauls are pretty tough to get? I wonder how like a cargo van. What are you thinking? Using the cargo van for? Oh, I don't know. Um, don't I'm, don't do something. Don't do something you're gonna regret. Don't put me in a bad position. I'm just thinking that like, how much fun would it be to see if we could get out of New Smyrna without being stopped because of all the 911 calls out of JBs when we abduct him out of a fucking dirty van. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, if we run into a lagoon, no one will ever know. That's right. Well, here's the thing. If we go to dinner at JB's, we're just going to leave our skiffs tied up overnight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I take. Uh, I have a key. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Pop a spark plug. You'll be all right. Yeah. It's true. Yep. Now <laughs> he's thinking about it. No, Keep drinking it, that soda. That's not, right. No, it's not the thinking about it. This sounds fun. It's the thinking about the oh fuck. It's the, it's the nervous thinking about it. The more you resist, the worse it's going to yes, be. Yes, that's, uh, that's right. what I. Yep. Look, I get it. I get it. I mean, what perfect timing! Mm-hmm. Just before the thirty thirty birthday. <sighs> Next topic. Next topic. Thirty-eight double Ds. Don't. I, I promise. <laughs> if you take me to a strip club, we're gonna have problems. I don't want to go. We're, we're not. Well, doing you won't this. know where you're at until it, you're inside. Look, we're not it doing doesn't this matter. for you, Ben. We're doing it for the it, other married. Yeah. Guys. See, you've got to understand that the, the rite of passage actually benefits right. the I understand the party givers. You <laughs> don't fuck with me. You can hang Don't out at the food it. truck. We just need an excuse to <laughs> go. Can, if you can leave me outside, I will sit outside for three hours and not go inside. You can do whatever you want. Happy birthday to me. I'm in the strip club parking lot. It's no, fine. We're not. I mean, have you ever have you ever watched you. the the movie The Hangover? Oh yeah. I've seen parts of it. Oh well. Well, we would at least <laughs> need you to pose for a couple of pictures so that the camera at the end we have like plausible deniability with our spouses that you were actually on the trip. Exactly. Even if you slept in the back of the van the whole night, right. we just need you like in, in the fucking club for just a second. You can take a picture of me by the side. No, nope. on the outside, you have to be inside. Yeah, you got to be inside, inside, like at the bar or you something. To, yeah. You have yeah. to like play it up or close your eyes and we can do the whole weekend at Bernie thing. Yeah. <laughs> Put on some sunglasses. <laughs> eyes closed. 
Next topic. You know what? It, it would actually be fun to bring him with a white cane and oh, him yeah. wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Act like I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the girls will dance for you like oh nobody's God. business. I don't want that. I don't He's want the blind that. captain. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Ben's Ben's ready to leave right now. Yes. Glitter rash. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Oh, good lord! So, um, camping trip, holidays, and um, as soon as Christmas was over, mm-hmm. you headed north. I tailed it to uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Pigeon nice. Forge did all the touristy things. Is that you where Dollywood is? It yeah, is. Dollywood right is actually Sevierville, Tennessee. Which is right beside. Pigeon I was Forge. chatting it up with some lady. I don't know who. Did you go to Gatlinburg at all? Yeah, we did. Did we you do any uh, of the tastings? Go to the taste the. Yeah, we got some of the moonshine uh, tasting. We didn't do the moonshine tasting. Uh, one of the one of the groups in the party did. We did the. They have a hard cider place. It's actually pretty good. Hmm. They had some good hard. Uh, some it was cold juice. out, so it was warm, spiced. Apple cider, mm-hmm. oh. alcoholic. That was good. So, yeah, it was a fun trip. No fishing, um, just doing sort of family stuff with the girlfriend and her family. And uh, nice to be up there. I wish I was, you know, fifty miles to the uh, about a hundred. Yeah, to the east and, and yep. fishing. So, <laughs> well, if if it makes you feel any better, we ultimately didn't end up fishing either. So, um, and we both miss the snow. Yes, by a day, twelve hours. Yeah. Um, not a not a little bit, not a flurry. No, it was a. Storm. It was winter storm. Yeah, winter storm warning. <laughs> so, um, the family and I took off uh, the twenty sixth and uh, headed up. Went to where I was raised and uh, stayed at the homestead there. And uh, Ben came up the following 27th, day, twenty yeah. seventh, to join us. Um, I can tell you that uh, the gift that keeps giving was the last time I was up, I believe I shared with you guys that uh, Ben and I, when we flew up to bring the Jeep home, that uh, I had to get the well pump, well pump yeah. replaced. Um, well, during, I guess, that portion of the fiasco um there was some silt and clay that got pumped into the pressure bladder tank holding tank and since we hadn't been there in a couple months um it had kind of you know fallen off so when we got there everything was copacetic for like 24 hours or so but you know you're having you know the tanks filling and draining and filling and draining and i got up probably the second morning we were there and stumbled down the hall and took the whole morning piss flushed the toilet and as the toilet was refilling it looked like um, somebody had taken you know and filled the tank out of a mud puddle it was Mm. just muddy water and i was like oh shit so I got a hold of the well guy, and I was like, here's what's going on. He's like, well, I can't be out there today. I can be out there tomorrow. Um, so when he came out, he was like, you know, turn the pump on. Just, you know, let's 
open a valve on the side of the house. Let's see what it looks like. And you could see it would like clear up to like crystal clear. But then when the pump would turn off, it would stay clear. And then it would start to get a little bit milky and then dirty. And then it would, you know, big blast of dirt. And then it would get clear again as the pump was running. He was like, you've got some debris still in your tank. You just need to continue to flush the tank, flush the tank, flush the tank. And I'm like, all right, well, what do I owe you for coming out? Nothing, nothing at all. Just, you know, you can handle this. Just yeah. flush the fucking tank. So um, I think about six filters later and, you know, a few days of flushing, um, we're back to pretty good on the water. But uh, Ben and I um, went out and checked out um, a new fly shop. That has opened um, up in East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the Fly Box of Tennessee on Instagram. And uh, Jonathan is the owner of uh, said fly shop. And it's pretty cool. It is a 100% from the ground up, brand new building built, Mm -hmm. purpose built. For a fly shop? For his dream of a fly shop. Wow. Um, Jonathan has spent a lot of time fishing the tailwater there in East Tennessee over the past few years. Um, he was living up in like Lexington, Kentucky area. So they were coming down fishing South Holston a lot, um, the Watauga a little bit, and just fell in love with the area and really wanted to open a fly shop in more so than a fly shop, his his idea of a fly shop. Mm-hmm. And he also has spent a tremendous amount of time like out in Montana. Mm. Uh, got a good group of friends out in Montana and fishes with folks out there all the time. So he fucking has created a hell of a shop. Like super welcoming, but not overwhelming. Like you don't walk in and you get get that traditional like okay there's racks of clothes here there's this here there's that there and you're like where do I start? It's it's clean, it's laid out really well. It's I can't I don't know how to describe it. It's it's not overwhelming. It's simple, but there's not a lack of selection. Right. Um, I would tell you that um, from talking with him, um, he basically said, look, you know. I wanted to build a shop that if I took my drift boat and turned it upside down and dumped everything out of the drift boat, that's what I want to carry in my shop so that, you know, if somebody's going to the river and they need something that would otherwise just be in their boat, Mm -hmm. they can stop by and Mm -hmm. get it in my shop. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to get bogged down carrying waders. I'm not going to get bogged down carrying a bunch of tying material. Um, just essential Sorry, stuff. Hmm. <laughs> well, well, but here's the thing. South Holston River Fly Shop is two and a half, three miles away. And they have all the tying material. The, and they've yeah. got all the waders and boots. Yeah. He's like, I'll send people that way. Yeah. Right. And, and that was his other thing. He's like, this is going to create this simpatico relationship with the nearby fly shop where yeah. if, mm-hmm. if Jameson comes in, it's like, man, I need a new pair of wading boots. He, hey. He'll say, I don't carry wading boots, but Robert down yep. at South Holston Fly Shop can take good care of you. Yeah. So he's going to have 
flies, mm-hmm. it's kind of that Western fly shop, mm-hmm. you know, healthy selection of flies for that, yeah, for the region, yeah, uh, tippet material, you know, indicators, whatever. He does have rods. Um, he's got nets. He's got you know stuff you would commonly find mm-hmm. in the skiff. Yep. Yeah. And then he kind of turned it up a notch, mm-hmm. and he said, "What else would make this really a cool space?" Well, he's got a huge table that reminds me of two, three, nine flies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he actually is going to do tying classes. Oh, sweet. And yeah. he's going to concentrate on, you know, like the South Holston has, you know, very specific hatches that happen. Yep. And very specific <clears throat> patterns that are good for that river. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do kind of like the 239 flies where it's going to be, you want a blue wing olive pattern. Here, this bag contains everything you need, yep. hook to fucking okay. everything. And then on his fly tying nights, at least for the locals that are up there, they're going to get to learn how to you know tie that pattern or whatever. Yep. And if they want, well, here you go. Here, Here's enough for, that you can do a couple dozen flies yeah. or whatever. Um, if it's just... You know, the four of us coming into town and we're like, shit, we need flies. We go in there and we buy flies, right? Um, And then he also has um, a bar with four four or five taps. Yeah, it's like five taps. And then there's uh, one of those clear door um, Fridges. fridges that has all canned beers. It's got some beers, some sodas. Yeah, waters mainly yeah. beers. Yeah, um, a few sodas. <laughs> he's got soda for Ben. Well, no. Well, no, 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 no. Next iteration of this is he's working on. I think he's just waiting on some paperwork at this point um, to get the deli open oh. so you can stock your boats if you want to grab something to you drink. You can call ahead and actually get uh, boat service. Like okay, they'll have so. your sandwiches ready right. and everything, and then you can pick up some beers to go yeah. with you. Guide comes in, grabs his yeah 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 sack lunch. right, wow. and then over the there. summer alert, we're going up for the summer boys mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. Okay, um, <laughs> I think he was saying like Friday night, Saturday nights um, over the summer, he's going to have like two or three food trucks come and post up at the shop because it stays like daylight up there till like 9 nine thirty. yeah yep. and where the bar is there's a one of those real big uh roll up roll up sliding or you know like garage doors but it's mm-hmm. all glass yep so it opens up to a patio and you'll have food truck court there's tables already out there okay so it's a party yeah um you know, it, it's going to be kind of the social hub yeah. for everybody that fly fishes up there. I dig it. Yeah. So, uh, and decoration-wise, um, it's not overwhelming. But mm-hmm. what, you know, I, we did a reel on, uh, mm-hmm. yep. and, and, you know, there's some really cool murals that have been painted in that shop. Um, so, I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's great. And, and more so, you know... I'm happy to know that he's already worked it out where the other fly shop and he are going to be like, you know, able to send people back and forth, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's the other th- cool thing. He's not trying to guide out of the shop. Right. He's, he's like, I've got 
you know, I'll send him down that way to go get a guide. Yeah. yeah. He's not stepping on anybody's main bread and butter. Right. Well, that's good. Really I mean, thoughtful with it. Yeah. yeah. Every, I feel like fly shops that have that aspect of it really cement themselves within that community. Yeah. Because you know, it, it, it builds a group instead of just being the place you go to buy your stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's neat, too, because he said there's a couple that comes in almost every night for a beer or two. He said they don't fly fish, but yeah. they're, <laughs> now they're around people who fly fish. They're, you're hearing con- conservation stuff, and you're mindful about what's going on on your ecosystem around you. You're like, oh, I didn't know I should be thinking about that and be mindful of that. So it's, it's really neat. It's, it's a cool little community that he's got building up. Yeah, he was, he was saying, like Ben was mentioning, there's quite a few younger couples that like live nearby, and there's absolutely zero stuff out in the Holston Valley for them to go do. So it's kind of like the local hangout for not only the fly fishing community, but some of the local neighbors come yeah, and you know do like a little happy hour or whatever. Nice. Um, Shannon and I actually spent New Year's Eve at the fly shop. Really? Uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, he told us, he was like, you know, shop closes at six. I'm going to shut the register down at six and I've let everybody know. Come by. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have some, you know, finger food and, you know, hors d'oeuvre kind of stuff and come out, hang out. Shannon and I went out there and, you know, I haven't seen the ball drop in 10 years, you know, so my intention wasn't to be somewhere where I can do that. So we went out and I think we probably hung out two and a half maybe three hours um, talking to Jonathan and his Mm -hmm. wife and just getting the whole lowdown on his background. And it was kind of crazy because he's 50, I'm 50. Um, Oh, I was picturing, you know, a 20-something. No, no, he's he's my age. Um, His father, um, career military officer in the Navy, you know, just like, you know, just – we have so many parallels. It's like actually scary. Like our wives were just like, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, a hell of a fucking hospitality, um, situation. And, uh, I can't wait to get back. Yeah. Literally can't wait to get back. Um, they also have a really cool, like he, he, all of it's forethought. Um, when he laid out the parking lot, it would be to the south side of his building. He's actually got a really long, narrow lawn that's going to be the for casting. And he's got somebody that's cutting out um, like metal sculpture style trout that are going to be like every in the lawn. Yeah. Wow. Like, you know, yeah. so hit the one at 30 feet, hit the one at 40 feet, hit the one at 60 feet, you know, and they're going to be like, and it's laid out. It's neat. I mean, most fly shops do this, but not to this level. He's got, ev- he doesn't carry a ton of lines. He's got, I think two brands mm-hmm. that, and he's got stuff. He believes in stuff. He yeah. believes yeah. in and yeah. uses. And he's got every one of those lines spooled up on a reel. So if someone's like, I don't want to try this, he's like, yeah, put this on your reel, go out, cast it. If you want to swap it out, go put this on there. Mm-hmm. So everyone can feel how that line loads on their rod, decide exactly what is good for them. Yep. That, that, I'm glad you mentioned that because that did impress me. He has everything loaded on a reel. And if somebody wants to try a line because he's got them all loaded up, he says, 
Go get your rod. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. here here's your choices. You can try this one and then try this one. Of those that I have, that's you either like them or you don't. Right. That's what I wish we had. It's no it's a yeah. no bullshit scientific process of I'm not going to overwhelm you with a hundred different line options. Mm-hmm. Here's the ones that I use. I believe in these are great. Go figure out which one fits for your rod. He's like, I'm not going to go out there and hold their hand and try to talk them into one or the other. Go tell me that you'd come in and be like, this is the one that feels good to me. Yep. This is the one I like. Yeah. Is it similar in the trout world? Uh, I haven't bought a fly line in a couple years now. Um, but is it, do they have, have they gotten to the point where it's, you know, a, a rainbow line or a oh, brown it, line? It's, or, it's madness. I know they, they have, have like the sinking stuff, but. Is it, it's is just it as bad as just salt as water. overwhelming. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. There's a lot of different options. You have stuff options. for streamers, and you have st- oh, good. Oh, you got streamer lines. Yeah. You got presentation lines. You yeah. got weight forward. You right. got sink tip. You got you know complete you know intermediate. You got sinking lines. Different weights of sinking lines. <laughs> yep. So I have line. Yeah, <laughs> seven weight line. <laughs> It it goes on my <laughs> eight weight and my five weight or do I need this to sink a little bit? Yeah, let me put some split shot on there. <laughs> <laughs> he was also kind enough. Uh, ben and I were anticipating trying to fish, um, so he actually hooked us up with uh, some triple secret mm-hmm. patterns from the shop. Mm. Um, but ultimately, with uh, me running around, farting around with the well and all that stuff. Uh, plus, we had a couple of inclement weather days. Yeah. Um, we didn't end up going and fishing. Um, that's twice I've drugged Ben up to mm-hmm. East Tennessee. <laughs> so far, fish, he's 50 50. He got, you know, yeah. he still haven't trout fished the tailwater, no. but uh, we're, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of time. Do we all have to pay that same toll? Or do we have to earn our keep to get up there and? You know, every other trip we might get a fish in or No, it's it's not even that. It's like, you know, do you want to be able to uh come back to the house at the end of the day and well, you true. know, have running water or not? Well, right. It fair. wasn't the that's do the work fair. make this work. It was like it's a little bit like I mean it's the not the wild west, it's like your remote, but it's like either it's a well. Yeah. You don't get yep. to call the city and be like, Can you come fix this? You, right. You gotta just fix your shit. Well, I mean, even when Ben and I went up to what is it, Boone? Yeah. A couple of times we haven't fished, and I kind of wanted to be like, no, I just want to hang, hang out, out here in a cabin. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. like, I want to fish. It, it was nice because it was like, I mean, it was just a vacation. You know, like, see. I'm not going to Boone this year just because I'm getting married a month later. Well, we, uh, like, we, we did get to, porch we did get to, I don't know if, were you there when I was burning the stump? I can't remember if you. I think bits I bits and pieces a good of old it. Yeah. stump burn, <laughs> a little stump burning going on, and then uh, instead of fishing the one day, since we were kind of tied to the house, waiting on people to come over or whatever, uh, we did do some shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, ben was kind enough to uh, give me some really cool metal targets, and so uh, you know we were getting that pow ting pow ting, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, we had a good time. Yeah, we had, had a good a blast. time. Um, saw a few deer there on the property. Yeah, um, I found a shed, which was cool. Yeah, and which in turn Tiller <laughs> likes quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He still has it. I oh, lost the bet on it. it Yo, you oh, lost, yeah, you lost yeah, hard. Yeah, he's still chewing on it. Oh, okay. yeah, he didn't. He didn't mm-hmm. finish it real quick. 
Um, gosh, what else? So we got to go hang out with my buddy, Scott, lifelong yeah. friend, or at least since the sixth grade. Um, was that a side-by-side guy? No. No. Okay. No, that's just one of my neighbors. Okay. Um, so Scotty um, lives down there, Jonesboro. Jonesboro uh, was the capital of the state of Jefferson, right? State of Jefferson. Franklin. State of Franklin. That's right. State of Jefferson's Washington State. State of Franklin. Um, there was a period of time that uh, before the state of Tennessee came into existence, it was the state of Franklin, and uh, Jonesboro was the <laughs> capital. But uh, we went down there and uh, went to a favorite um, Mexican restaurant. That, El uh, Kroger. We like to go to the El Kroger. It's the El Charlet. <laughs> Um, said Kroger. <laughs> no, Kroger, like Kroger <laughs> Supermarket. It's in the same plaza as Kroger's. <laughs> nah. and, uh, Those are always the best. They, uh, it's legit. It's, oh, I know. It's legit. I like, wasn't being facetious when I said that. No, I know, but I was just confirming straight up. We, we, we were talking let, about that earlier, and I want to say, is it real Mexican oh, or is yeah. it yeah. Tennessean? No, it's, no, it's straight up real Mexican. Real, yeah. Yeah. Like... Uh, as Scotty said, you know, there's times where, you know, you'll be in there and there will be a, a booth with like four to six Mexicans in it that are all passed out from eating and drinking. <laughs> and the staff is just like, no, 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 they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> Siesta. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the food is just phenomenal. Um, ben, yeah. you had the same thing again that you had the first time. I did. Time, right? I'm a creature. Habit. It's called the El Hombre, and it's got El bacon, Hombre. ham, chicken, beef, chorizo. Then it's got cheese melted on it with onions and peppers. And then it comes with beans and rice. And it's like, I don't understand. how It's like $13. And it's like a plate this big that's like this tall. And then you get another plate of rice and beans. Like, I ate it, and then two, Tortillas. Yeah, and tortillas. Shoot. And by the time I ate it, went home, I ate it two more times for, like, breakfast and a snack and, like, some dinner the rest of the week. So it's, you're... It was a, it was a meal. Was yeah, it was, saying. like, three meals. Like, full yeah. meals. It was fantastic. Um, you want to tell the uh, ice cream? Some life advice from Uncle yeah. Scotty. So, <laughs> you know how... Guys go on out doing each other with hot sauce. And Scott was telling us about this guy at work who was, did they give him a super hot hot sauce? Yeah. They brought yeah. it into him because he was, I can eat anything. Well, so uh, a little context. Um, Scott works, you know, at Eastman, which is big uh, petrochemical plant. And everybody, like, you know, the same crew works together all the time. So... You know, it's like us sitting around the table. Yeah, you know, everybody, got your everybody's same. friends and everybody's yeah. having a good time. There's a lot of practical jokes that happen, and uh, one of the things that uh, occasionally happens is somebody will bring in a new bottle of hot sauce, hmm. and uh, this one guy in particular always is like, that, "That ain't that ain't hot. That ain't hot." Yeah, and somebody picked up like a bottle of hot sauce, like where you got to like sign a waiver for it to even be shipped to you. You know, it's like, cause it's full of ghost peppers or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 
to the dudes eating it, sweating. His lips like, were swelling up. Swelling up, turning red. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This, this wasn't is good. like dip a toothpick in and be like. No. No, this is probably like dip a toothpick in, touch it, and your mouth's on fire hot. Like yeah, a little I, bit goes, you can. No, but how much was he eating? Right. Did he like it, dunk a chicken wing in it? And, it yeah, sounds like it, it was like a drop, drop, drop situation okay. and like eating yeah. it with a full drop. Yeah. Um, just ranting and raving about how good it was the whole time. He's just getting visibly more uncomfortable. Um, and we were all sitting on the back porch going, fuck, that's like your ego's in check trying to live up to that one. Like, I'd just be like, nope, fellas, I'm out. And yeah. Scott goes, well, you know the trick to that, right? Like, to eat hot stuff. And we're like, I mean. Have, have like a glass of water. Like have a glass of water. He goes, no, no, no. Milk? The trick is you have to eat ice cream after that. Where do and you I'm ice going cream on the job. <laughs> Irrelevant. You pack it. So we're so they're going. Okay, makes sense. Irrelevant. It's got dairy. Like everyone says, drink milk. I'm yeah. like, I make sense. He goes. I said, yeah, that makes sense. Because well, you know why, right? And I said, well, yeah, because it's got dairy. He's like, no, 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 no. So when you're on the shitter the next day and it's burning, you can sit there going, come on, ice cream. Come <laughs> on, ice cream. He goes, you know, you're going to get that cool dairy to splooge out here in a minute. Cool you down. Come on, ice cream. On. And we lost it. Yeah. And Shannon says, show notes now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The other fun thing is we took Tiller over to Scotty's house. Oh, my God. And everyone's seen Tiller with other dogs. He is the bull in the china shop. Except when you get him around a couple beagles. <laughs> Three to be exact. Ooh. They, Homeboy. They ran him ragged. Really? He was. Wow. Yes. <laughs> we go out back. Dealer has to stay in the back half of the yard. They come up and bark at him. And we, him. we literally left all the dogs at the house when we went to El Charlet. Mm-hmm. And when we came back, the beagles were inside lounging like they normally do on the couches. And we're like, where's Tiller? Tiller, the, the, it's the second story uh, deck that we left the slider open. He was laying outside on the deck. Looking in. Looking in. Like, <laughs> like this is where I'm at. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they wouldn't even let homeboy come back in the house. It was funny. Till the parents wow. came home. Does he use them for hunting? No, no. Uh, just loves them. No. Mm. No, uh, they're just family lap dogs. I. Would have never pictured my little buddy being intimidated. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it was honestly have a bond. It was like we, we comical. Have a bond. It was comical. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah. got introduced well by Larry to a new YouTube channel. Matt's Off Road Recovery. <laughs> the excavator guy, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Matt's Off Road Recovery is a guy from Hurricane, not Hurricane Hurricane, Utah, and. He is close to Zion. Okay. Oh. And he actually has a pretty big range that he goes out and yeah. he, he owns like a tow truck service that does like highway stuff. But then he also has um, off road recovery vehicles. Like those rock vehicles. crawler people that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, he does anything. Yes, but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So people will come into that area in a rental car. And because the mapping says 
turn left, turn right, they'll turn <laughs> off like pavement and continue to drive yeah. until they can't drive any longer. Um, and then there's people, you know, that have built out, you know, hundred thousand yeah. dollar Jeep, Jeep. and they Jeeps. go out and get stuck. And these guys have been doing it for so long. Like it is insane watching them unstick, unstuck different people. The, There's times you're just standing you're like, I can't believe you got that out. Like at all. Or I can't believe you got that in. You got to that point. <laughs> right. There was one episode in particular we were we were watching. Um this kid, probably mid twenties. Yeah. Um he like it's like one of those guys that works on cell phone towers and the boss gives him Hey, you got to go out and work on cell phone tower Echo Bravo 3. And he puts in the address for Echo Bravo 3, and it shows that you take this particular road. Well, that particular road is like a four wheel, um, four wheeler <laughs> trail. Path. Yeah, like four wheeler, like, 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 like Ted would take me oh, on okay. to right. like yeah. do yeah. a shortcut that turns into a four hour trip. Yeah. Um, and what was he driving? He was a, he was in a jeep, okay, and li- but he literally got it to a point where it like had slid off the road, the, the t- and like there's nothing for Andrew. like several thousand <laughs> worse, <feet. laughs> but yeah, yeah, and uh, when they're driving up there to go get him, they're like, holy shit, like what? And what they had to do was they knew roughly where he's at, and they like knew there's they're like there's got to be a way we got to come out from the top and the bottom because we don't know how we're going to be able to pull him out. Yeah, right. So the son drove his jeep up. This they they run around and they've got a couple of Cherokees. Yep, jeep they run Cherokees. around him. He's like, it's closed. I can put all my snatch ropes and everything yeah. in it. He goes, they're four wheel drive. He goes, and they're cheap. I can start with a four thousand dollar jeep, build it out, and I'm not in six figures to get a rig out. And then he's got a Corvair. Yeah, a Corvair wagon. That he's jacked that up. It, he calls the Morvair. It is, <laughs> it is so fucking badass. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Hmm. Um, and when he goes out to do recoveries, he literally has like, he and like a helper and then like two people to run cameras. And you get every angle. And this is just like such good customer service Mm -hmm. you know because people are having a shitty day if they get stuck when he pulls somebody out he has a bin in the back of the jeep or the morvair he's like so what what size shirt are you mark double x and he'll go and you get a Matt's off-road recovery <laughs> So it's like shirt. girls gone wild. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's interesting because sometimes he'll do Q&As and people are like, how much does this cost? And he's, he always dances around it. But Of course. Yeah. The truth is it depends. Yeah, it, yeah, it depends. It really, it really yeah, it does. Because some days they go out there and they're like, we got to come back in the morning. Yeah. Or, or they're like, okay, we got to call for somebody that's stuck up on such and such mm-hmm. road. Um it's going to take us two and a half hours to drive there. Yeah. And yeah. then we're getting off the pavement. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, they're about 130 miles off the pavement. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like, it's insane. But you're, you'll just sit there and watch the next one. And, and the, the next one. And, and the next, next one. one. It's really good. Good channel. Um, That's crazy. And, like, most of his videos have, like, a million views. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. Why don't you just stop? Like, I get to that part of town, and I'm like, 
Mm-mm. Mark, if Not you just keep further. keep pressing the pedal <laughs> further down, you'll make it. They had one dude who completely rolled his Jeep Liberty in a canyon, and they went and got him, and they brought all the stuff to top off his radiator. Like, I didn't, stuff I never thought of. They brought transmission fluid oil, and they're like, they like flipped it over, let it settle, refilled them back up, let it all like. Yeah, because it'd been upside down for, for like, like three 24 days. hours or three days, whatever it was. Like it was. Days. Yeah. I mean, but, I get the and whole the, remoteness of the thing and being able to walk out, but I'd look at it like, mm, call the insurance when I get back home. Yeah. It's staying down there. I'm not. And one of them, <laughs> they have a super capable off road Lexus, just got too far and slid. And it was yeah. like a 22 degree grade. They had to turn it on and to get it back down the hill and everyone's like this is sketchy as fuck it was awesome yeah add that to your list let's see um we mark Mm -hmm. tell us about uh after the new year um we had uh oh yeah we did we had a or couple. actually it was probably between the christmas and new years that you and ted were able to host uh the owner of our local fly shop if you say so but yeah uh two of our fellow peoples from up north rich farino at the uh, district angling was able to come down from his family visit in jacksonville and fish for the day uh we spent the day uh, in true Ted and Mark form, ran all the way south. Well, <laughs> haul over south. We didn't go all the way to the end this time. Mm. Um, but you, lo- you launched in Ormond. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We, we launched at River Breeze again. Okay. And... Uh, took that 40-minute boat ride instead of the 20-minute car ride. It's much faster now in the Nomad well, than the uh, Salt Marsh. Yeah, but so, oh, so you oh, so everyone was in your boat. I yes. thought you had dusted Ted and left him and said, "I'll see you when you get down there." No, no, no. It was me, Rich, oh, okay. and Ted. Uh, saw a few fish down there. They just weren't having any. Uh, no, moody. Yep. And so you know, we kind of worked our way up to Slippery Fish and all those places, and again. Saw plenty of fish, just not. Some moon phase. Didn't give just, a just F. Just out of wonk. Like, I don't know what it was. So we went and had lunch at JB's. Uh, after that, we fished north of Slippery. Because, you know, I don't want to. I wish Ted was here to defend himself. Um, <laughs> there was a text that preceded your all's trip where I believe originally you guys may have been planning on going out on a Wednesday. I don't know if you ultimately did on Wednesday or not, but he sent a a photo of the wind being good. Would you know like of of the water being clear or whatever from the, and, and implied that he was on fish by saying, I know where we're going on Wednesday. So, and I was like, he's fucked. So, yes, I don't remember where said spot was. Right. But there were there were fish. Okay. They were all just cruising, though. Not, not even a second glance. Hmm. Like, and just mm, kind of blew through, and that's it. Not a single fish to the boat. Hmm. 
from either Ted or Rich, I didn't fish. I pulled and then sat there for a little bit, just hanging out. It's kind of nice. Nice. Being gondoled around. Um, yeah, just very uneventful as far as fishing went. But getting together with, with friends on the water, it was... Worth the oh, price yeah. of admission. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, there's some stories we could tell that, you know, Ben would turn bright pink. <laughs> <laughs> he already uh, is. Yeah, like that. haven't even started. <laughs> but, no, it was a good time. It's good to see Rich. I wasn't able to see him on my trip up there this past time because of travel restrictions and transportation and... So it was good to see him and catch up and nice. But, yeah, no fish though. What um, what else you been up to? I've I've got a note here that you uh, are actually earning your new um, Instagram handle, River Yeti. Oh yeah, yeah. So they did ask, you know, how did I get said name? And I told them the story and. You know, it went a little something like, hey, you know, you're coming up to Montana to work on a conservation project with Trout Unlimited. Cool. Bring, you know, your waders and closed-toed shoes, blah, blah, blah. Well, in true Mark fashion, these little shrubs aren't going to stomp me. I was just smashing just breaking trees and trying to get to this little creek. It's for conservation. Oh, which were... (laughs) So these little saplings were planted for conservation. Hmm. Side note. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, here's Bigfoot crashing through the willows and, you know, whatever else is growing there. And one of the guys we were with was like, you're, you know, tall. And I was hairy at the time with the long hair. And he's like, you're a fucking Yeti. You are a river Yeti. Why? Well, you just smashed through about $5,000 worth of saplings. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, yeah, it kind of just stuck after that. I was like, oh, river Yeti, that's kind of cool. I can dig that. Well, I wasn't actually trying to solicit that story. Oh. I was I was just thinking that I've seen you spending more time on oh. the river lately. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, more time on the St. John's, and it was actually our camping trip that kind of... Inspired that? Inspired that. Because, again, it's in our backyard, just like the Mosquito Lagoon and Indian River are. Mm-hmm. Right. And, man, it's just, it's beautiful, whether you go up the econ or you know you start further down south by highway 50 where it's all floodplain slash cow pasture and you work your way up and you're slowly getting into the uh what do you call those cypress and mm-hmm. and other vegetation and really really unique i'm going to be spending a lot more a lot more time out there there's nice. a lot to be yeah. found and you know explored give, yep like i don't want to say i you know have given up on the indian river in in my backyard but it's it's fucking dead there's 
there's no, there's a manatee feeding station. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you have you gone down there to see that? Like, have you, you seen the shit show? How much is the lettuce? I haven't. I need to just so I can report on it. Is it like ducks where you bring your own? You Here's what you need to do. Like, I don't know if there's a quarter machine where you like put it in and the little duck pellets come out and you kind of. Yeah, but it'd be like well, slices slices of I've, lettuce. I've seen where they're Iceberg. like, just because we're doing it doesn't mean you can feed the manatees. Yeah, I saw. But doing the that. golden opportunity is. You can charge tickets to take people up close and personal to see them be fed by the government. Right. Or you can let Mother Nature play her hand. Oh, I'm kill them all and let God sort them kill out. Them but all in the, the time for those that can't. Yes, but Mark, it's a majestic beast, and they'll never be back. I'm saying a pontoon boat with like twenty bolt down lawn chairs, and I think we can have a rodeo. You could. You absolutely could because there's a big. Hold on, bite my tongue. Goliath mm-hmm. grouper <laughs> that hangs out also at the power plant. Yeah. That I'm waiting for, you know, a young manatee calf to just get wrecked. Wrecked. It's, oh, then it'll be open season because they've been already kicking around the idea of letting people harvest Goliaths. You cannot touch the manatee. I don't that know going down. how old this thing. It's ancient. It sits in the discharge, and <clears throat> it goes down. I don't know how many feet, but it just maybe we'll get one of those sick photos, like the uh, alligator and the giant python from yeah, the yeah, south, just exploding. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I'll give you guys a report on it. I have not gone down there just to because that area is already marked off beginning November. F- yeah, first to March fourteenth or mm-hmm. something, something because silly. of the warm water discharge and the the fake warm water, right? Because the plants aren't even operating; they, right. just, they just operate enough to heat the water to now. heat the water. Yep. So Makes that sense. brings the manatees in, and it it brings the other fish in too. If you don't fix the problem, just double down on it. It'll exactly. get better. That's right. It's bigger is better. It's. Enough of the doom and gloom. How yeah. was the uh, the river fishing outside of the saltwater river fishing? Good for someone who knows nothing about it. Yeah. Um, went out with a little top one. Same, same one we were using. Oh, that yeah, little that little blue popper. Boogle. I'll tell you what. If you <laughs> boogle bug. Boogle bug. Yeah. If you want to get someone into fly fishing... <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good way to start. Let them catch a couple panfish on. And mm-hmm. from what I've been told, the econ Some like copperhead, um, bluegill. Yeah, yep. man, they fight like sons of bitches. And I mean, from what people were the old timers at the ramp, the econ is up right now. It's not as low as it normally is. I don't know, but it was okay. Cast to one side, catch a warm mouth. Cast to the other side, catch a red breast. Come back. So it was just back and forth panfish, and on a little four weight, man. That's heck yeah. That's super mm-hmm. fun. Bass, I, I can't even begin to figure that out. Yeah, they're a mystery. they're there, but yeah. it's a, it's a mystery. But yeah, the I don't know. It's special. That's a cool <laughs> stretch there too. Like you mentioned, between fifty and the econ, when you start going from. You know, South Florida with the big floodplains yeah. and cattle fields, yep. and then you get into the well, Cypress bogs and, yep. and more well, wooded. Even, and 
even with the econ, it's the same way. You start off with, you know, the uh, hammocks. Mm -hmm. And the further back you get, the cypress get bigger, the oak trees get bigger. Bank gets steeper, higher. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I was telling Emma that there's no, well, I know there's alligators there. But there's very few because they can't get up on the banks right. to, to sun and essentially warm themselves up. So that made her a little more uh, comfortable kind of splashing her feet in the water. And I don't know. I'm going to be exploring it more. Nice. Yeah. And uh, what season is now upon us? Oh, shad season. Uh, the old timers like to eat it. Eat the they roe. Eat the roe. Wrap it in. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's a gross fish, but it's like a freshwater tarpon. So once you, oh, I say snag, but hook said fish, it jumps. It. What else does a tarpon do? Does Run. It does everything a tarpon does. does. Yeah. You're just doing it on and, a four or a five right. weight. Yeah. And you either Micro. have the American or the hickory mm-hmm. shed. We have both of them. Hmm. Um, How can you tell the difference? There's appearance differences. Yes. Hickory has like a black dot kind of somewhere on it, I think. I don't know. Okay. I'll get back with you. I'll look it up. And you're, you know, you're looking at, you know, three to five pound fish. Oh, yeah. You know, on a a little four weight. That's pretty big. Yeah. Plus, you got the current. Yeah. It's full. it's 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 a shoulder fish. Like, you're pulling. It's not just, oh... Trout set, and oh, here comes the little trout flying over your shoulder because you set it too hard. But uh, doing research, they actually do eat. Most people thought that they were being aggressive. Like, yeah, just like a reactionary? No, but it's... They're actually eating. They're actually eating the grass shrimp, which is prevalent in the St. John's Gambisi, Gambosa. Gambosa. Gambusia, which yes. is like the mosquito yep. fish. Feeding on those. So you're just throwing little flies that imitate that. Remember what we found at our campsite. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to throw that on some deep bins. Yeah. And that might be the unlocking of the bass. So, so oh, I, sent you I didn't the think picture. about that. Don't say it out loud. Yep, I sent you the picture. Secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, no luck, just because, you know, just... Because it looks fishy. Right. But, you know, same goes We just got to put oh, in time. You know, it, just got to put in yeah. time. Oh, that's that's where redfish should be. No, not today. Right. So, I don't know. I'm excited about the St. John's. Like the, like Jameson, you know, dirt floor cracker. Darn right. <laughs> I like the St. John's too. It's, it's very different where I'm up at. I mean, it's similar to I would, what well, you were alluding Well, I was to. telling Larry earlier, I uh, had a friend in town and put in at 46, went north, showed him where we camped and everything, and we continued up in, what do we call it, Lemon Bluff? Lemon Bluff, yeah. Made it to Lemon Bluff. I didn't even know I was in Florida. Like, it's it's weird. Yeah. It changes that well, much. It's neat because it's kind of like how we've got the three, you've got the Banana River, the Indian River, and the Mosquito Lagoon, like how it changes just that stretch. The St. John's does the same thing. And I haven't spent nearly as much time on it as you have, but like where it was open, where we camped because it was on a lake. 
versus well, even, like down by me, it's like super tight and windy. It's super tight and windy, and then you look at like Lake Washington, where mm-hmm. there's a lot of I call them reeds, yeah, mm-hmm. river, river tall yep. river yep. grass, yep. And then that slowly fades away, like to, Russo cane, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's called. That slowly fades away, and stuff opens up more. Not so much the river, but the land around it, right? And I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, it really is. We're we're blessed to to live where we do. Mm-hmm. Um, for as many problems as you know, are a lot of the ecosystems that mm-hmm. that we enjoy have, mm-hmm. um, it's still nice to get out there and. Yeah, I mean, it's we're still lucky to have it. Yeah, we're still lucky to be here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and people travel to come down here to fish. I mean, maybe not to Mosquito Lagoon as much anymore. But, right, right. You know. Yeah, because it sucks. Tell well, your friends. And you know what's funny, though? Like, you don't... And maybe I've missed it. Maybe it is there. But you don't see any of the local fly shops, like, advertising that side of fly fishing. Like, they, it's they, all, like... You see a lot well, more of it east of 95. Yeah. Um, uh, with the exception... Um, I know TJ. TJ. Okay. And Andy Thornall yeah. out in Lakeland. Okay. Um, they really do promote freshwater fly fishing. Okay. Um, and like, what's your buddy Bob Jackson? Bill Dance. Bill Jackson. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, they have some freshwater stuff, okay. but be, being in Saint Petersburg, it's not a whole lot of freshwater. Oh, I thought it was there. more inland than that. So, oh. are you guys familiar oh, okay. with the uh, Rock? Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, well, it's sulfur mine, right? Was it was old phosphate? Phosphate, that's old what it was. phosphate mines that have been uh, remediated. Um, so there's a lot of very deep lakes. Um, there's a couple. I don't believe you can do any um, combustible motor um, on there, but you can use like electric. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that you can't even put a boat in. But there's access, and uh, it's being managed now by FWC as a trophy bass, like destination. Hmm. And they only give out so they only allow so many people to fish there per day. Um, We need to go down there and check that out. I think that might be a fun trip. Well, the other place too is by Ben's. Oh yeah, uh, Stick Marsh, right? Well, there's Stick Marsh, and there's a new one down there too. So it's. What's the name of the new one? They call it the Felsmere something. Yeah. I fished it. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard I've heard good things. For as sucky as we did, it was good. Yeah, we caught some nice fish, and, it and was, you can actually run a boat in there. Well, they changed it. it you, when I first started fishing it, you couldn't. It was right. p- like manpower only. Well, it's too mm-hmm. fucking big. You can't get it's anywhere. Massive. Yeah, and. It's one of those things that it's like, you know how when you're like in the heyday when there's just 50 tails popping up everyone, you're like, where do I cast? Where do I cast? It's like that, but with like pockets and holes and like you see bass swim through here and you, I got to throw at it and you got to just eventually start just throwing and dissecting stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. But I guess now you can run a boat in it. Yeah. Huh. Um, and I'm, or at least certain portions of it. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would have to check the rules and stuff. Yeah. But I, I do believe that you can now run because they've got like a regular boat ramp in there now. Yeah, and they, they had. You could tell they always had it in like in place to do that, where they could. They had a gate where they could and a gravel 
we'll call it a put in where they could like get their boats in there to go landing manage stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then stick marsh has always had a boat ramp, yeah. but it's like literally like stick marsh is on one side of the berm and right. this is on the other. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say I've given up on the Indian river, but definitely going to give it a break here for a good long while. Right. At least until Go February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in at River Breeze. Maybe. Yeah. W. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird <laughs> launching at River Breeze and going, <laughs> and going to Tampa. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause, hmm, yep. Just make sure your chase, uh, chase truck has the race fuel ready for yeah. the skiff challenge. Fill that bad boy up. Ready. Yep. Ybor City. So, uh, looks like we've made it to uh, skiff stuff. Mm. We had a momentous day today where a marriage occurred between a long-lost buddy of mine and a relatively new piece of the puzzle. Uh, <laughs> my cap is now married to my deck and my, for my those hull. That, for those that don't know. I got a boat. Project 69er. Right. Yeah. So you have a deck. No, I have a boat. It's now fully together. There is, it needs a little bit of fiberglass on the seams, but you could put a plug in it, drop it on the water, and it hopefully will float and act like a normal skiff. Now we just got to make it look pretty. So, will you have to paint the hull to the color, like... Yeah, so we've... Um, so you didn't, like, when you built it, it wasn't, like, the gel color that you wanted. Because right. you, you're building a one-off, so yeah. it didn't come out of a mold. This is right. built yeah. up from, what are they, what's it called? Uh, strong back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it's basically a, a strip boat, I guess, is what the terminology is. Okay. Um, but we decided that we're going to paint the entire boat. Um, some people like to, you know, just gel the entire boat, but it's really difficult to get the level of finish from gel coat like you would out of a mold, mm-hmm. out of a, you know, paint gun or a roller, you know, however. Right. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna paint it in the end, but there's uh, there's still some you know finishing, flattening, trimming up on some of the the edges and, and making it really sharp and dialed in. So are you going to go, you know, classic flat skiff color or Skeeter Ranger? No, no sparkle. Color? No okay. sparkle. I'm saving the sparkle for the Ginu because once oh, the big boat's done, I'm assuming <laughs> that the Ginu will be just about ready for another paint job. And uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> the guy who painted it the first time. Since you guys can't see us, Ben Ben was very taken aback and disgusted by the like, fact that I said that you. the Ginu needed a paint job. Um, but no, we're, we're going to paint it. I'm not doing my anything ship? fancy. I haven't done anything. So Taking great care of her. I know. A caveat. The 10 weight with mm-hmm, the brown, mm-hmm. the like camo tan i might not have seen this yeah i don't think i've seen it either it's, it's not brand new it's he's it's been a couple skips back he's down at the uh, the green turtle it was a recent post i don't know how old is it the side console one i think so is it just I thought it's it was a just cam- tan it's on camouflage tan. no 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 it's no, no, no. a desert tan oh, okay yeah okay. a white deck yeah i dig that yeah 
I'm thinking uh, going to stick with the trendy gray. My other boat's gray, and I like gray. Yeah, the side console. Yeah. I mean, it's hot though. I did the sage. I think you should do coral. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Ted is. Um, You're not going to get me to do dip- a fancy, flashy color, Mark. <laughs> He's dipping his toe yes. uh, in the uh, Floyd Skiff's world. Oh. He's looking at the eight weight. Mm-hmm. I so? am excited about the eight weight. I'm liking what I'm, I'm seeing so far. I completely misunderstood what was going to be the eight weight. I thought it was a shrinking of the ten all dimensions, yeah. but nope. it like, sounds like all it is is a reduction of free gunnel height. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, freeboard. So. Yep. Th- I mean that. Makes it a whole lot easier for tooling, you know. Yeah. Well, so. makes it easier tooling, but it's also less weight. If less you look size. at the way that boat steps out as the freeboard goes up, it is going to make it a little bit smaller profile. Not like a, not like a crazy amount, mm-hmm. but it is going to like shrink a couple <laughs> inches here and a little bit here. I would think. Let me back that up. I'm I'm not the one who built it. I could see where the beam at center of hull mm-hmm. might shrink, but I don't see like length. Length. I'm yeah. interested to see when he when he does get it out of the mold and together, what them side by side, right? Yeah, and, and get that sort of look at it. I yeah. think that'll be really telling. Mm-hmm. So when will the world debut take place? When's the next dingy derby? I heard the fifteenth. <laughs> the fifteenth. Yeah, I heard your boat was going to be ready by the 15th. Of? Of. <laughs> I thought you were talking about taking it to a boat show. No, not my boat. Gosh, no. I'm just screwing with you. My dude. boat doesn't go anywhere. Uh, uh, I don't know. Hopefully this year. <laughs> I've I've stopped putting dates on it because it just never, we never meet that mark. Yeah. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. So, trust me. So <laughs> am I. It's been a lot of hard work to get to this point, but mm-hmm. we're... How many uh, hours do you think you've got oh, into this? Lord. I don't know. I could probably look up on my phone how many trips I have over there, and I could tell you from that, but it's a lot. We'd like that spreadsheet next episode. Okay. Do you believe that the time for a build that's advertised by the salty old sailor that sells the plans <laughs> is accurate? I think that it can be. Okay. Um, and it all really depends on what you're looking to do with it. So mine is a lot different than a lot of the other guys that are doing that style of a build out there. Mine's a lot more in-depth and, and intricate, not only just the fact that it's a side console, but we're putting a lot more time into trying to make it bigger. We put a lot more time into putting a, a floor in it where a lot of guys aren't. And then we are also going to take time to make sure that it's really straight and true uh, that a lot of guys aren't. A lot of guys are just, you know, make giving it the yeah. the 10-foot the test and mm-hmm. sort of letting it go at that. And we're, we're doing a little bit deeper of a dive into it. Um, it definitely is not something that, I think somebody that has never worked with fiberglass should do. I think that's not a good place to start. Right. Um, you know, and even when I started, I had no idea, you know, I, I didn't know enough to, to finish the boat. Um, Would you do it again? Sitting here if, at this point? Yeah. If Ben or Laird is like, Hey, 
Would I build one for them? Or would I guide them through? Sure. I'd guide, if anybody had any questions about it, I'd be more than happy to ask. If I. Like, what did you change from this plan that would benefit me? Yeah. Building this new one or. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if, if. How, how do you think um, your expectation of cost of building your own skiff? Because um, that's a number that up, gets advertised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. So I think. If, built, not bought. Well, how much did you really end up spending? And, and I want you to factor in, you know. Even your time. Even your time. Yeah. You know, because your time's yeah. worth something. It's worth something, but I'm not a. You know, boat guy. I'm not eighty five, ninety, a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, but let's just say you're twenty five dollars an hour with your time. Take right. your versus doing stuff at home with I the think old lady. The the last time I checked for as far as cash into it, I'm right around the seventeen and a half to twenty grand mark. Yeah, and I am. Basically, but that's including motor, yeah. That's and that's trailer. So yeah, yeah. It, that's okay. all my hardware. The only things left I had that I have to buy at this point is paint and uh, a GPS unit and wire. Okay, you know to wire it all up. But everything else I've already purchased, and and that was one of the nice things was that I could kind of purchase it over time. And if I had, you know, a month where it was, hey, it's going to be tight. I know we have to get money in the door to do this. I can't get that money. You know, that was okay. It wasn't like I had a scheduled payment I had to pay, Mm -hmm. you know, X amount. But then again, it's also, you know, been significantly longer than my original expectation. So um, it's, it's, I think it's going to be cheaper as compared to what the boats of that caliber go for today do i think it's worth it for everybody no um, do i think it's worth it for somebody that really you know wants something that's memorable and mm-hmm. yeah you know, wants yep. wants an adventure yeah. like that sure you know but it's not a small commitment no yeah you see a lot of people who try to build them they do real good when it's upside down on that form <laughs> look at glass on it fair and the second they flip it over they're like oh my the, god i gotta do this again right. that's the but last this time like I see. you gotta like <laughs> lean into it weird and your back hurts 30 minutes in like and you've pushed past that and there's you see the the group of people that push past that and start finishing it back out it just keeps getting smaller yeah. and smaller yeah, so it's it's interesting that there's a number of natural lulls that you hit and like mm-hmm. major milestones, um, and and you're you're exactly right. That's one of them. Is you know a lot of people, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. A right. lot of people will spend a lot of time getting their boat you know really straight and true how they want it, while it's still on the strong back, mm-hmm. and then when they pop it off, they've already invested, you know, x amount of hours mm-hmm. that they didn't expect to. So they're probably over already. Yeah. And then they flip it over and they're like, oh, I that's forgot. Where I, like I said, there's where this I whole most, other side. Most builds stopping. There's, you know? there's a guy I'm following who started his before you did, and he's behind you. And every week, it's, this is what I'm doing this next week. And I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy. And you check back in a couple weeks, and he's like, well, this I decided to add more up. primer. I want to do this. and it's yeah. a, you, Is it really, do you really think that it's uh, feasible? I mean, obviously it's feasible, but is it really... You know, it's advertises. You can do this in your garage. I mean, 
If, It'd have to be a pretty big garage. I was going to say, is all I'm gonna say. Well, well, not only a big garage, but you know, you're probably going to have to invest in a kick-ass um, air compressor. Air compressor. You and, could do it with electric tools if okay. you weren't going for super nice quality. Like if you're just looking to get a skiff done, and you know, like we said, just gel it and get it out. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't care if you see little seams of fiberglass. Don't care if it's not you know mm-hmm. stupid laser glass straight. Okay. Uh, you could do it with electrical tools. I wouldn't recommend it. You're going to burn through them, you know. But yeah, like you said, you're going to have to invest in a, an air compressor. Um, Milwaukee wouldn't let you down. No, you, <laughs> I'll tell you what, thing. dude. That fiberglass <laughs> dust will mess up it anything. Choose it up. So, yeah, then that's another aspect that a lot of people don't. I don't think realize, and I didn't realize when I went into it was how much sanding is involved. I mean, just hours, and then on top of that, the amount of dust and the amount of debris and everything that goes into building. Are you, are you wearing like the that. proper respirator? I decline to answer that question. I think, I think the big thing that makes it more not doable at home is the amount of dust and mess. Yeah. Like your old lady is going to be friggin' pissed if you just walk in. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get fiberglass in your couch, your chair. Like, it's just a messy thing that gets everywhere. And unless you're super anal and have vacuums going all the time and you're cleaning up yourself and everything, I mean, you could spend an hour at the end of every day just cleaning. Right. And you're still not done. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot. Well, I think this is, in, you know, kind of an important, you know, look into w- what's the reality behind doing this. Because, sure. Ben, you've built, you know, mm-hmm. a, a skiff now. Jameson, you're getting pretty damn close to the finish line. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you. You know, uh, I built a, a, a Ginu. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's down at Ben's place. We're getting it ready to go up on the market and get sold. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of time pauses, you know, waiting for stuff to cure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have the experience in you know, know that, okay, well, when I roll this out, you know, I'm going to need to let it, you know, cure it. I can go to work on this. But if you, if you don't have that forethought, you know, it adds a lot of days, maybe not hours of actual work, but days where if you'd have realized it, you could have continued to work that day just Mm -hmm. on a different part and then, you know, come back to it. But, uh, well, I've never thought about it because I've, one, never thought about building a skiff on my own. But do you have, if you purchase the plans mm-hmm. from the old guy, do you have a support line to call? So, like, uh, hey, um, what, what is can this email. drawing me? You can email. Originally, when he first started doing this before it was, you know, 7,000 of them out there. Right. The first couple guys that did it, he was there. He did give him his phone number. He mm-hmm. was, you know, there to help them. Since it's gotten as popular as it is, he has backed off of that. And obviously, you know, he's got other stuff going on. He's moved. Well, and yeah. And I think even at the time, it wasn't like you could call him any hour of the day and he'd be there to help you. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it is reliant on if you need that help is, you know, right. other guys posting on micro skiff or, or okay. I've talked to a couple guys that are building them, you know, mm-hmm. just kick, kick ideas around. Hey, what are you doing for this? Hey, I, I know you're right. building one. You know, what are you looking at? Um, 
So that kind of it's it's a community in and of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ran into um, this problem. What's your solution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and there's there there's a lot out there on the internet. Ironically, <laughs> and I'm waiting for somebody to do this. There's not that many YouTube videos on it. Right. Yeah. So like the first video that I watched about building a boat was the Explore guys before they even started. When they did, they did a oh, video wow. series with Harry Spear. Yeah. On that first boat. And that was kind of what kicked it off for me, um, and and obviously micro skiff and the Ginu build, and so that would be cool if somebody wanted to video chronicle, you know, their build, their build. like the DIY water. I I think that guy could build a great. That's boat. what we should have yeah. done. Yeah, which he's he's, he's kind of falling off the world. Falling off the yeah. world. I don't know. Maybe he's over in the Bahamas or something. Yeah, I don't know. Set up a little time lapse camera. <laughs> we need we need to. <laughs> reach out to him and see what's going on because yeah. I would like to do a little visit down there. Yeah. Um, I'll say shameless plug. Larry didn't ask me to do this, but as far as getting this Ginu ready for sale, if you are in the market for a Ginu, <laughs> this is overbuilt and by far the nicest Ginu. It's a classic I've ever seen. It's thick. It's got a false floor. It's got good chase tubes. It's actually hand rolled and thick and not chopper gun. So if you actually want a real, like a tough Ginu and you're looking for that, Hit us up because it's like, it's good. Sixty nine, eighty nine, Ben. You'll be like, you will have a kick ass skiff. You're not gonna have to worry about if I hit this, is it gonna crack? Like it's a good boat. <laughs> well, well, I guess I guess. No, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, like Ben picket stamp of it. approval. Like this is the fucking toughest guinea I've ever seen. Don't let me sit in it. So. And I guess my my Ginu's lost the title of the nicest built Ginu. I don't know. You know, it's, I, it's, yours is the prettiest, but this is like we we built <laughs> mine to be a battleship. Yeah. Um, I was hanging out with a group of guys. Um, they had a couple of molds, and um, one was you know the old classic blunt, flat faced mm-hmm. um, classic mold. Yep. And um, then they also had, uh, and it was sold for a few, uh, for a year or more, um, called the Floridian. It was a little 14-foot skiff. Um, Really cool little boat. And uh, one of my buddies built one as a um, duck boat um, with just tiller. And then somebody, one of the other guys in the shop, built one with a side console with just a little 25 horse um, and, you know, fished it. I did the Ginu, um, and it was all, we were all duck hunting at the time. And so I wanted to overbuild the shit out of it so that I could plow into, you know, reeds or whatever, whatever, and not have any concern. And uh, that's why we put the floor in it to make it nice and rigid. We've got a chase, you know, so I could put fuel all the way up. You know, there's a deck with a deck lid up front. So, you know, you could have the basically weight and balance, you know, to keep the nose down. Yeah. Um, But, uh, (laughs) like, yeah. It's got, like, legit flotation in it. Yeah, the back two corners are filled. Here about the end of the month, like, if you're in the market, hit Larry up. Yeah, if your Ginu don't got a little hop to her when you're running her wide open, listen. When Andrew sent us that video <laughs> of you 
I had the little one. We were we were hanging out, and I watched it, and she said, "Dad, why didn't you buy one of those?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you tell her that we had one? I, right. I said we had one, and it was very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dangerous. That's why we got the salt marsh. <laughs> yeah. But she was thoroughly impressed with your... Captaining. Your, yes. Shannon was equally like, what's going on here? So that's the thing is if you've never been on one and you've never had that experience or even on any boat, if you start porpoising like that, you'll never right. you'll never get it. Yeah. You're like, how do you make it do that? Like, some like, get it, some don't. Geez. Live free or die, brother. <laughs> Let her rip, tater I mean, chip. I want to say we were... It's like pushing like 18 miles an hour. Oh, no. At that yeah, point, we, we were mid-20s. We were cooking. The, I've topped out in 26. We oh, went, I believe it. <laughs> we went to Backwater for breakfast today and stopped by Front Street because I knew mm-hmm. Tim was going to be doing demos. I figured I was a little early, but I was like, I'm going to go see if he's there. He wasn't. And we got to the Front Street ramp, and I was telling Daisy, I said, I fell off Mark's boat right here. And I told her that whole story about getting dumped off the salt marsh. But in good karma, it was because we were towing somebody. Yeah. And, well, it happened. (laughs) Well, it was funny. The kids were screaming, and his boat was coming in behind the salt marsh and, like, pretty quick fixing to ram it. And the kids were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So Mark was on the front right corner, the starboard side. I was on the rear port. And I like grab the pulling platform to oh, kick it off, yeah, yeah. and I and right off as I get them backwards, <laughs> and I'm over the water, coming like pulling to come back in. <laughs> Mark steps off onto the dock, and the whole thing just that, dumped me. That's oh, right. Wow. Salt marsh still floated though. Well, I was like, I had to let go. I was yeah. like, if oh, I hold I on, I'm dunking her. But it was all in good karma. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, the pole got stuck and, and the mud pulled me right. off. Like the first time I fell off a boat. Um, but it was funny because all the old timers were like, ha ha, he fell off the boat. Like, get your sea legs, kid. Yeah. You didn't dump anybody when you towed me. You found a sandbar, but you didn't I dump had anybody. A, I had a much bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More importantly, you didn't dump me that, out of my boat. <laughs> that floats in the right spot. Even if we did dump you, I think you would still be like, I don't hanging on the pull cord, barefoot skiing off of the back of that. I kept trying to tell you to go faster. <laughs> I missed a turn for slippery. Uh, nice. It happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> We've all done it. The, I remember the first time I started running around in boats up here with you guys, and I was like, I'm going to follow Mark. He knows where he's going. And it took until about the third trip before I was. Mark was as lost as I was. That's It's how you learn. Yeah, it's absolutely one hundred percent how you have. But it, it's super cool now because I can put in and I can be like, oh, we're gonna take slippery and I can get to JB's without having to be like, where's Larry's boat? Where am I going? Well, th- that's the thing. It was like at the Derby, I'm following behind everybody who's following Larry, and it was like, mm, we're <laughs> we're not going that. Way. Larry's going that way for a special reason. We're gonna break off from the group, and then that's when it was like, oh. The pontoon boat was stuck. The whaler was stuck. The everything, everything. Because poor Larry's just trying to pee. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I was just trying to go somewhere where I could whip my pecker out and 
coming over here from Tampa where it's all marked. Everywhere mm-hmm. you go is marked. There's a channel there somewhere. It was a learning experience. Yeah. It's, uh, I always tell people, you know, it might be nice to have a GPS on your boat, but there ain't a fucking place here that you're going point A to point B. No. You're going to have to go, you know, A to K to get to B. Yeah. Um, you know, so don't just like think that you can straight line, straight well, line. What's it. really get, good, even when it looks like you can. Yeah, get comfortable learning your surroundings oh, yeah. and some dead reckoning. Yeah, well, exactly. Out here, the unit I have, it's just the islands. It all looks the same. It all it. looks the same. Yeah. But on the river, it actually shows you the true the river. actual channel. Right. The actual. Oh, channel that's cool. On. So that's that's helped out a lot with the. Exploring of oh, you can get down some dead end roads on that that river. Yes, you can. Real quick, <laughs> <laughs> they don't call it Puzzle Lakes for nothing. Right, That's right. Real quick, or like you go over the console and pull the kill switch. And <laughs> <laughs> That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, anybody else got anything? Oh, I know something that I wanted to mention. Just um, on the way back from Tennessee, um, Shannon and I listened to, it's not on tape, um, but book on tape, an audio book. Is that what they call them these days? <laughs> yes. Uh, audio book. Um, Green Lights. Uh, Fantastic. Ma- Matthew McConaughey. Is it? All right. Fantastic. All right. Worth your time. It is absolutely worth your time. And he... I'm sure the version is someone I'd listen to. He narrates it, like he reads it. Yeah, he reads yeah. it, and I'm not gonna. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not gonna. To... I'm not gonna speak about it right. any further, um, other than to say, well worth it. Yeah, well it... worth it. It's about six and a half hours, almost seven hours. Yeah. Um, so you know, we did it on our road trip. I was right. say. You know, um, but. Uh, it was one of those ones where, like, normally I'll listen to an audiobook and return it. I kept it because I knew I'd listen to it again. Right. The uh, thing that, like like Ben said, it's actually Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. that, that reads his own book. And because he's a skilled actor, um, when there's a character in the book that he's referring to, he'll take on the voice of that character, you know? Um, so it's pretty funny um the color that he's able to add to it and i'll say this about the book and then i'll just shut up it's a book that kind of it's not a self-help book Mm -mm. um but it is a book that's inspirational um, self not self-help yeah but it's it's kind of self-help but it's not it's 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 on my list it's like Sitting down, having coffee with someone, and getting just a little bit of life advice. With there you go. Stories. Yeah, like, it's it's yeah. it's you, you kind of. There's plenty that you can pick up on in that, and go. Well, that's a damn better way to look at that kind of situation than I have in the past, and I see how you made it to your benefit or mitigated it from being a disaster, yeah. or right. instead of seeing it as an as an obstacle, you saw it as an opportunity, and if you can listen to that book and just take 
a few things from how he chose to live his life mm-hmm. um, and apply it to yours, definitely well worth it. Um, I mean, the only... And, of course, you know, going into it, I've always thought he's a great actor. I've always enjoyed his work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, g- great book. Yeah. And one thing that I'll say um, that just tickled me to death listening to that and Ben, I don't know if you if you'll agree with me on this or not. Um, his reading of that book is much like listening to our podcast. No, I don't disagree at all. There's times when you have to reach up and turn the radio up, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Shit, oh, it's really shit. loud." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you're like, fuck, I can't hear it. And you have to ease it back up. And I follow McConaughey on Instagram. And despite the fact that, you know, I was always having to tinker with the volume in the van, never once did I send him a direct message (laughs) and complain about it and let him know that he needed, you know, to invest in better sound equipment. It was just part of the experience. Experience. Yeah. There's only one, uh, little thing I live by, by Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you know it, Ben, you know about the high school girls. (laughs) I do. All right. There you go. Man, I love him red heads. (laughs) All right. Well, I think uh, we ripped one down with uh, no break. A little bit on the shorter side than we're normally accustomed to. But, you know, we're coming off the holidays just like you guys. Um, I would like to say thank you to everybody over the last couple of weeks. There was a little rush on the Taylor trash website shop quite a few people picked up some Mm -hmm. uh, merch new swag and uh, we appreciate that helps us keep the lights on here around the old oak table and uh, we were just kicking it around uh, prior to recording we're gonna look at restocking uh, some of our Mm -hmm. wares we've got a few ideas for some new stickers are going to be coming out um Probably do some some of the apparel with those new sticker ideas. And um, also, from Ben and I's adventure to uh, the fly box up in Tennessee, we do want to bring back the Taylor Park Casting Championships. But yeah. we're going to do it with a twist. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And uh, make it, you know, we'll still do the old um, format Mm -hmm. at least a couple more times, but mixed in there, a little sprinkle of a little something new. Mm. Um, I want to get it dialed in, make sure I can explain it uh, before we announce it. But, uh, man, the weather's nice. Um, Mm -hmm. Days are getting longer again. So, uh, If uh, you guys want to meet us on the lawn over at Marine Discovery Center sooner rather than later, send us a DM. Let us know that you'd be interested in getting together doing that. and uh, Less bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when we go on our camping trip in February, 
Uh, maybe we'll even do like a little sandbar meetup. So uh, just stay tuned. We appreciate you. And as always, the best thing you can do to help us is go to Apple Podcasts, even if it's just a one-word review. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Hey. Yo. Um, Classic. Please do that because it helps us get found and uh, we're really enjoying the community that's coming out of all of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's what we're looking for out of it. Mm-hmm. So if you guys can do that, you guys are our sponsors and we're working hard to bring you some content here in 2022. We're going to see you soon. Um, that's it for uh, number 74. Taylor Park, After Dark. A lawyer can get you undone. Say love.